Exploring each other's bodies. I've never thought about being with a woman, but the way you touch me. them. Okay, I'm starting to get it. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode. Shows that sucked and shows that flowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe, secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. It's ABC, featuring the VIPs of SBT. Austin G and Dr. DB with our AT&C money. Weird TV is their specialty It might be all four or just one, two, or three Cause they're old and kinda busy So go get ready and take a peek So set your phases to download A rarity that we had bestowed Special moments no one would have shown Open your body holes cause you're gonna get told Grab yourself a drink and let's unload in a very special episode. Hello to all you perverts out there. This is a very special episode podcast where we review TV shows that discuss the dangers of pleasuring oneself in their parents' house. I'm David Bitsenhofer, and with me is the person who walks around their home in the nude and with the shades up. Carolyn Maine. <laughs> and the person who gets a sponge bath at 6 p.m. on the dot every day. Austin Gordon. <laughs> Who's giving you the sponge bath, Austin? God, only in my dreams. <laughs> Do you feel like a sponge bath would be preferable to, like, a regular bath or shower? I mean, if, like, a hot nurse was giving it to me, sure. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, I mean, <laughs> there's that's, plenty that's of stuff the, I take I mean, from a hot nurse. That's what this is all predicated on. All right. If it's me giving myself a sponge bath, that just seems wildly inefficient. And I know, but someone else could. Who is it to hot nurse? The bath yeah. is all about like being soup, and you can't <laughs> sponge soup. Then you're just moistened, which is nice, yeah. but it's not like being soup. Right, right. <laughs> well, today we're reviewing Seinfeld, Season 4, Episode 10, or possibly 11. We have conflicting information <laughs> on that. <laughs> But it's the contest. Uh, while George is uh, taking care of business at his parents' house, his mother catches him in the act and injures herself as a result. George swears off self-appreciation, which leads to a bet among George, Jerry, Elaine, and Kramer to see who can go the longest without. Who will manage to win this contest admits nude neighbors, virgin girlfriends, sexy sponge baths, and John F. Kennedy Jr.? Well, we don't actually really find out, but... It's a, it's the journey, not the destination, I suppose. Right? As is so often the case with my understanding of Seinfeld. <laughs> we do technically find out uh, almost two times, but that's not in this episode. Uh, uh, we've already talked about Seinfeld once before, right? That was the Puerto Rican Day one. Yes, that's yes. the only other one I have in my files. <laughs> Because of the podcast. <laughs> yes. And Austin, I think you're similar. That's the only Seinfeld episode, yeah. Yeah, that yep, yep. This this was the Number second two. ever Seinfeld episode you've made me watch, David. So the question is, <laughs> were you aware of this episode? Not necessarily when I just called it the contest, but 
that um, this episode existed. Do you have any relationship with the idea of this episode? Yeah, not not when you first said it, but once they started throwing around Master of My Domain, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, this is where that thing comes from. Mm-hmm. Like, Carolyn? which to me is yeah, the yeah. like maybe number two after No Soup for You in terms right. of things Seinfeld fans scream at you. <laughs> Cultural bleed, yes. <laughs> Um, well, so I did watch all of Seinfeld on television. I just have not felt oh, okay. much of a need to revisit it. But I definitely, mm-hmm. as an 8 to 11 year old or whatever, felt so urbane watching this and feeling like I understood <laughs> it, kind of. Yeah. Rewatching it, and I'm sure we'll get there, but I was struck hot by, by how they never said masturbating, crank one off, diddle the skittle. They don't say. <laughs> flick the bean. Flick the bean. Yeah, Classics. ladies want to say one. Everyone say one. That was, it was so fun. That was probably my well, my second favorite thing about the episode was just how deftly they sidestepped mm-hmm. around what I'm sure was the network saying, you can't say masturbate on TV. I know. Well, I mean, to me, well, A, this is just a famous episode mm-hmm. for... Everyone loved it, right? Like, so it's famous for being good, whether you agree or not, whatever. That's what it's, you know, so it's always in, like, people's top ten. And But then it was also kind of famous in that it uh, it's probably one of the first sitcoms to ever even, like, address masturbation in any real way. And uh, Are you sure Lucy and Desi In some ways, like, normalizing it as just behavior people do. Right, right. Yeah, I did appreciate that perspective of Mm -hmm. it. Which I guess maybe now we're getting into final thoughts in the beginning of yeah, the episode. I know, I know. Yeah, we can do that. Then we can just yeah. call it a show. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Masturbation, good. The end. Ding. Yeah. Well, I think they went neutral on it. Although I, I guess George's mom has a different opinion of it, but uh, we'll get to that. Uh, so we start with their like cold open, which is a Seinfeld stand-up routine, which is just about not wanting to think about your parents having sex, and I. Guess I agree with it, you know, but so question, David, (laughs) and I suppose Carolyn, since you watched a lot of Seinfeld, is Jerry's so the stand up routine at the beginning and the end, is that supposed to be real world Jerry Seinfeld or in universe Jerry Seinfeld? I think it's where they bridge the gap. Yeah. Because in universe Jerry Seinfeld is a stand up comic, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like his job. I would say it's more or less supposed to be him in universe. Okay. Because I know in earlier seasons, like even like coming in and out of commercials, they do a little like he'd do a little routine. And I do feel like at one, some points it bleeds into the episode. Right. They take it into the plot and they well, show that was going to be that was going to be my next question, which was, do they always try to make that little bit of stand-up routine connect somewhat to yes. what's happening in the episode. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's not about his stand-up routine. Isn't about masturbation, but it's about parent, like sex and parents. And like, yeah. you can see how that connects to what's going on in the show. I mean, yeah, I will say yes. I mean, okay. is there an example where that doesn't happen? Maybe, right. Sure. Sure. But they try to. Generally always, yeah. Tangentially. And the only reason they say it is real universe. Jerry is that we all for sure know that he's doing his real sets there yeah just like yes, yes. gilbert he's folded the material expertly into the episode <laughs> and uh backing up a scotch david the first thing we see is what we hear and that is trademark oh. seinfeld noises <laughs> 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 
You don't really want to visualize your parents having sex. You know what I mean? It's somehow a very uncomfortable thing. You know in your mind that they had to have sex at least once to have you. But you still kind of maintain the image in your head that, well, I don't know, I'm not positive, I can't prove it. I don't know if that actually happened. That's why I think if I found that I was adopted, that would really come as great news. I'm adopted, that's great. I'd be happy to hear that. That means technically, it's possible that my mother and my father are really just really great friends. I mean, sex is great, but you don't want to think that your whole life began because somebody maybe had a little too much wine with dinner. Maybe we just do Seinfeld noises for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> I was secretly hoping you would say that. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should also note that I think by the end of the series, and I don't know when, they kind of do away with these stand-ups for the most part. No. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the stand-up routine is fine. I don't know. It's perfectly cromulent. Um, so then the first scene is at their diner, and uh, Seinfeld asks Elaine whether terrorists would do your laundry after a while, which was just, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, they were being timely about Somali pirate kidnapping. Maybe. I guess they're nineties. Well, yeah. this is this is this is ninety two, so we hadn't yet met terrorism. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, and then George walks in, and he is looking shook, and so they have to <laughs> ask him what's wrong, and he said his mother caught him. And, of course, they require a little elaboration. And he says he stopped by the house. No one was there. And then there was a glamour magazine. And so one thing led to another. And then his mother walked in on him. And she started grasping for the walls and nearly fainted. And so then George had to decide whether to go and catch her or zip up. Which is quite the uh, Sophie's <laughs> choice there, I think. I mean, whom, whomst amongst <laughs> us has, has, hasn't been in this situation? <laughs> I think I've seen anime about it. <laughs> yeah, but I think that ends differently. <laughs> I think it is hentai. Comedy. Yeah. Um, yeah, wow. Like They're able to do so much. And this is the first scene where they don't say masturbate, but you yeah. can tell. And Seinfeld did excel at threading this needle. Mm-hmm. And Costanza's such a good actor. Is there anything grosser than running at your mom with a boner? Like, goodness. <laughs> I know. How do you do it? <laughs> like, a lot of times they go with the the characters are bad people, basically, right? So the decisions they That's make are selfish true. and in their self-interest <laughs> and usually at the cost of others. But in this case, you're like, I think you got to zip up first, right? Like, unless she's about oh, yeah. to fall least... out a window or something, you have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in which case, she's got to grab the bone to stay alive. <laughs> I'd rather not think about that. But, uh, yeah, no, I feel like zipping choice. up was the right. I mean, I feel like instinct takes over. Like, yeah, you, exactly. <laughs> it isn't even a Sophie's choice because that would require you're like taking the time to rationally think it through. I think just in, someone walks in and you just instinctively are gonna, you know, zip yeah. it up. So I'm gonna get myself in trouble here because I'm getting dangerously oh, close my. to this age. But like. <laughs> Isn't George like 55 years old? Like, I assume <laughs> some of this is because Seinfeld was on when I was a kid, but I, all these characters seem super old to me. He's and like 30. Wow. I think he's supposed to be like 30, 30. See, like the notion that the Seinfeld people are younger than me, <laughs> I just can't wrap my head around that. You can't handle it. 
No, because George, I mean, George has the hairline of like a 60 year old. He's like my I dad's know, but this hairline. Was still back in like the times when people looked old. I guess. When people were allowed to bald. Like, yeah. we know it's the hairline of the oppressor, but it, my husband happened to has it, and he did start balding at 19. Mm. Yeah, nowadays. All the way there. Nowadays, we just uh, we embrace it and roll with it. But, uh, right. yeah, you just shave it or something, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. It's so that's not embracing it, David. <laughs> <laughs> Just something about my perspective on all of these characters as being far older than me, and the fact that I've now gotten older, which has to push their age out, just made this whole scenario seem even more like icky and off the wall to me. In terms of <laughs> like, why you're 55 year old man, you can't wait to get back to your own damn house. Well, I mean that that is right. one of the crux to this whole thing, which is you can't wait till you get back to your house. You had like, to do what it are you like some horned house. up 19 year old Jesus? Yeah, I know, and he was just stopping right. by. Like it wasn't like he was visiting them for a week or anything. <laughs> right, right. And it's the mother's house. It should be so unhorny. Yeah, exactly. The doilies <laughs> and the potpourri. Yeah, masturbate crazy, crazy masturbation is a young man's game. Awesome. That's mm-hmm. yeah, thank you. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, when you just mm-hmm. can't wait, and of course, when you're younger, you have no right. privacy of your own. You don't have your own house to go right. to. Right, right. Like, it's so, all in your mom's yeah. house. <laughs> yeah, if if George was 19 and didn't have his own apartment, I'd be like, well, <laughs> it's the dice, it's the dice ro- game you play. But like, yeah, that's the. Well, I mean, and I think there is a portion of the series where George is living with his parents again because he's perpetually without a job. Right. And so, and I thought when we originally went into it, my recollection was this was just one of those cases. So she just walked in on him and you're like, well, at some point something's got to give. But uh, no, and this apparently he had his own place at this point and <laughs> just couldn't resist for those 10 minutes or whatnot. Because of the Glamour magazine, which is what Seinfeld can't get over, which I was amused by. (laughs) Oh, and I'm not even going to throw shade on that. The Glamour magazine. like (laughs) man, When the urge hits you, the urge hits you. I get that. I'm just saying you reach a certain age and you should be able to control yourself long enough to get to a safe place. We should also note that at the table is Kramer, uh, Michael Richards. He is there. So Mm. this will complete our Problem Child trilogy. (laughs) <laughs> oh, congratulations, gentlemen. <laughs> I forgot we were doing I didn't even think of that, David. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> what a journey it's been. <laughs> Love What's it. kind of odd is it also relates to our last Married of Children, because I think your Godfrey does a Seinfeld impression during that. He does. You're that's- right. Right. I was just thinking about him doing his own material, but yeah, no, he straight up does a really good job. Oh, see, now we're gonna we're gonna have to start connecting, (laughs) having connective tissues. Like our next episode is gonna have to have some connection to this one, and and so on and so forth. I have no idea how to connect fish police to (laughs) science. Well, I originally was going to have an a TV show with who a guest star was the titular problem child on an oh, episode of really? Platypus Man. But apparently oh. I'm the only person who remembers <laughs> Platypus Man and knows of its existence. And wow. thus you cannot find it anywhere. On it did not exist in all my sources. So that's what led you to Platypus Man. That's, I, that's really good of you to have a through line, David. I, I never even thought of doing that. And I have no idea what the child 
adult career is like. Well, he wasn't an adult, though. I think he was still a child in that episode. <laughs> Not that I remember it, I just know it by the premise of what I read on the IMDb page, but you know. Interesting. So viewers, if any of you are holding platypus men or fish police, just (laughs) drop us a line. Yeah, well, fish police you might be able to get though, right? I know. I actually think I'll have no problem. (laughs) Let's just say fish police is no platypus man, that's all. Right. right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... So because of all this uh, drama with his mama, uh, George <laughs> swears off doing that. Glamour? <laughs> all right, I'll tell you this, though. I am never doing that again. What? You mean in your mother's house or all together? All together. No, like, oh, oh, give me yeah. a break. Right. <laughs> you don't think I can? No chance. <laughs> you think you could? Well, I know I could hold out longer than you. Care to make it interesting? Sure, how much? Hundred dollars? You're on. <laughs> Which, aside from the premise, completely reminded me of my brother for some reason. Because he's exactly the type of person, as soon as you challenge him, he wants to make it interesting. And that, that's the exact <laughs> term he'd use. Too. He wants to put money on the line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, care to make it interesting? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, David. It's not like I wager with this brother on the Super Bowl coin toss every year. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, only the start of the wagering. Right. <laughs> and then uh, Kramer wants in too, and of course Jerry says you won't even you'll be out by the time we get the check, which I don't know, is a strange insight into what they know about Kramer apparently. I mean, well this is okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> why do they know? This that? was my second bit of like being a Seinfeld noob where mm. I was stunned at the notion that Kramer is horny. <laughs> like to me <laughs> in my mind's eye Kramer is just like the wacky guy across the hall yeah. and doesn't have like normal human characteristics like the notion that like he would be part of this foursome and talking about relationships and masturbation and all of that like as a normal <laughs> character like blew my mind in terms of yeah. of what my expectation of Kramer was versus how he's presented here. I mean, he's definitely in the show more than just an interloper. He's part of the group and will hang out with them. Uh He's not always horny. It's not like his thing is he's a horn dog, but the right. show does seem to go down the road that that Plenty of women are find him alluring. I'll put it that way. Like, okay. They don't make him like a sex god or anything, but that he's mm-hmm. wacky. But right. then women are into that, like he because he's just his own he, guy, and so that'll just be attractive to yeah. people. And it almost kind of rings true. I'll put it that right. way. Like, right. And he has like hot bimbo girlfriends, not infrequently. Yeah, like that blows my mind. So. To me, he's like a <laughs> an asexual representation of the wacky neighbor across the hall. Mm. Sorry, Austin. Yeah. This asexual neighbor fuck. <laughs> People felt fuck. I mean, that's all you really need to know. And they fuck a lot. It's true. Not as. Not as much as the people in How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> well, not, not maybe as often in one day, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Which was terrible to learn. Uh, um. So then Elaine wants in, and all the men are skeptical of this because they think it'll be too easy for a woman. And I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Carolyn. Do you think it would be? Do you think it's unfair? 
I was trying to think about it, and I love it goes back to a point we already got to, which is it depends on how old you are. Yeah. There really is just this like insane horniness curve that comes with burgeoning adulthood. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then the way Seinfeld treats this is they mention the like shaving, and men shave every day, yeah. and women only shave their legs. I want to be in on this too. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. Because you're a woman. So what? It's easier for a woman not to do it than a man. Uh, We have to do it. It's part of our lifestyle. (laughs) It's like uh, shaving. Oh, that is such a baloney. I shave my legs. Not every day. (laughs) And it did get a laugh out of me. (laughs) Which is good. That's good. That's very smooth stuff. Uh But, um... Beyond, like, pulling out our notes and comparing, which we shouldn't do, <laughs> Carol wants to be very clear. What? She's not advocating for that process. <laughs> Seems like we shouldn't. <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure what everyone's levels are at these days. I, I will say that women, according to my meditation practice, are allowed to nut as much as they want. And, like, if guys want to go through, like, the like real like system and get all good they have to not nut for like six months or something the problem with like not nutting is then you won't last (laughs) at all it's it's, it's a it's a very delicate balance it is it is because you can also dry up too right right you can't can't be too much (laughs) you can't be too much but it can't be too little reverting to the horniness curve we talked about earlier so yeah um they're all in their 30s they're about our age slash 50 so i don't so I would slash fifty five. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, it goes back and forth. Where some of it, like I would think, they could go a while without it, you know, being in your thirties. But then they're all not like in relationships either, which probably changes the metrics a little. And right, because in this contest, you are allowed to get laid. Apparently, yes. It's just that none of them. Well, I mean, on. frankly, I will get into this, but. Jerry has a girlfriend. Yeah. And she doesn't want to have sex with him, mm-hmm. but they do make out. And frankly, I feel like that should earn him some boat. Like, the, we should flip the odds around because the other three don't have that same temptation. Like, they're not getting revved up to the same degree that okay, Jerry yeah, is night you're after saying night. It's harder for Jerry. Right. Right, yeah, and that yeah, becomes yeah. like the running gag throughout this episode mm-hmm. is that like it's harder for him because he gets riled up by making out with his girlfriend that he can't finish the job, and then that would be fine if he could just go back to his apartment and finish the job, but he can't do that because of this contest. Well, everybody mm-hmm. else, like, what is you know, George is fine until he has his you know sponge bath lady. Everyone is tested. Yes. But yeah, yeah, exactly. But at this, this table, in this scenario, I feel like Jerry should be the one arguing for. Uh, yeah, he should only have to put fifty bucks in because it's that much. Yeah, it's true. Although Jerry comes off as somebody who thought, who who seems to think he's going to get laid by her at any time. I think I don't know. Probably yeah, he's like, yeah, he's going to break her walls down. So, Not necessarily in the uh, grossest way. Because <laughs> <laughs> at, at the very least in this episode, he is respectful of her boundaries, even if he wants more. I think for the most part, maybe. There's other views on that. I will say that I did appreciate that they had this conversation, like that they hung a lampshade on this, because I feel like that's 
especially in 1992, that would be a sentiment that a lot of people would have that like, oh, it'd be easier for a woman to not Mm -hmm. masturbate than men. So I appreciate that they had this conversation. But then I also appreciate that Elaine is presented as being just as horny and just as (laughs) tempted and has it having as hard a time of it as the rest of them throughout the course of the episode. Mm -hmm. Like they don't turn it into a like she sails through and wins easily because she's a woman. They're actually like, yeah, no, she gets horned up and yeah. <laughs> struggles just as much as everybody else. But she does have to put a 150 to their 100. Yes. Right. Which she negotiates down from two, yeah. which is pretty fair. Yeah. And that is the only negotiation. But I mean, eh, it's it's okay. She probably, 150 is fair, 125 even better. Yeah. But I mean, we know these characters pretty well at this point, at least David and I. And I mean, I couldn't tell you on a scale of one to 100 how horny I think everybody generally is. I think most people are like 50, 50. George is a little more yeah, horny because he's desperate well, and Kramer is pretty high horn. Yeah. yeah, but Jerry is pretty horned up too, but he's always in a relationship as well. So Rue. it's like he's a cereal dater yeah. and he eats a lot of cereal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is that is that what he was eating in that in the next scene? Absolutely. Okay. Always. He has a cereal he eats and he has a bike up on as well and you never see him drive that bike. Mm, and he also always has Superman in the episode too. Yes, I that is my number one thing I know about Seinfeld. <laughs> Anyways, in case anyone's curious, they all decide on the honor system for this bet, so you just have to come clean if you uh break. Come clean, eh? Mm, well, you should come clean at the end anytime, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, the next scene is, uh, Seinfeld's apartment, and George is on the phone with his mother, refusing to see a psychiatrist, because that's what she likes, huh? <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> Obviously, his mother isn't as, uh, open-minded about this as, uh, others. Um, and then, here we just established, and apparently this was actually happened in the previous episode, but Jerry is dating a virgin, and it's, so he's dating but not currently have sex we kind of went over that already and then kramer comes in and he's talking about how that across the street there's a naked woman and so of course uh all three men go to the window and immediately start ogling her from across the street felt very uh, felt very frenzian it is because they had a naked guy i don't know which came first this or uh, this na- ugly naked guy but this did did it yeah yeah this aired in, like, 92, so Friends wasn't even on the air yet. Yeah. Well, this episode aired in 92? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, maybe that's even where they got the idea, but, yeah, it's very much a trope. Although, that's ugly naked guy, so people, they're just laughing at him, basically. Right, this, right. She's presumably very attractive, so those three are getting horned up, basically. And then uh, Kramer just leaves suddenly and silently and suspiciously. And at the same time, Elaine comes in and she finds out about the naked woman and is basically confident she is, this is going to be the easiest money she ever makes. And What are you looking at? There's a naked woman across the street. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be the easiest money I've ever made in my life. So my friend Joyce is teaching an aerobics class. I'm going to go tonight. Yeah, well, the, the waitress should have taken it back. <laughs> this morning you know i was uh, chosen to go on the space shuttle we're going to mars uh-huh have a good time 
Yeah, she realizes she's not being listened to,、mm-hmm. so she starts saying that she's going to Mars. <laughs> Which、He's、seems like, strange to be crushing now. Yeah, right? <laughs> now, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, just don't get exposed、really. to on your way there. <laughs>、um, and then Kramer comes back in with money in hand and says he's out. And <laughs> the, the naked lady across the street was just too much for him already. And so he's the first one out. It was one of those bits where I'm like, you knew it was coming and it was still funny. Yeah. Like, <laughs> as soon as he left the room, he was like, all right, Kramer's going to get his, to do his business and then get his、yeah. money and cash out. And then he comes back and you're like, okay, it was still funny. He Kramered in, he Kramered out. You know, it's funny because it's quick, but you know. <laughs> so quick, like real time. That was like three minutes. Yeah, he, he must have been primed and ready. But, you know, he, he lives in his own apartment, so he doesn't have to go too far. Well, and they were anticipating that he was going to, you know, lose the bet. By the time the check came, then this is a solid yeah,、exactly. what twelve hours, eighteen hours、yeah. later. So I、we、mean, don't know、geez. exactly about the time, but yeah. yeah. So then we go to the hospital where George's mom is distraught that her that she came home to find her son treating his body like an amusement park. Which gets a laugh. <laughs> I enjoyed that line too. <laughs> I go out for a quart of milk. I come home and find my son treating his body like it was an amusement park. <laughs> Is George's dad played by Ben Stiller's dad, or yes, is that Jerry's、yes. dad? He is Jerry、yeah. Stiller. Just not in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know his mom is a recurring character too. I mean, they could have had a fun dynamic between her and his, the mom and the dad, where the dad doesn't think it's as big a deal, or or has to act、mm-hmm. like it's a big deal, but no, knows it's not a big deal or something. But they just never go、yeah. down that. Anyways,、uh, George's cousin comes in to visit, and of course, George doesn't want to say how this all <laughs> happened. But then, at the same time, a hot nurse comes to give a sponge bat to a presumably hot patient, and they're behind a curtain, so all you see is the silhouette. But George is very distracted and not listening to the cousin, and of course, the mom's getting annoyed by all this. I don't know if she can tell exactly what's going on or what, but yeah. Far be it from me <laughs> to get pedantic with a humorous setup,、uh-huh. but I really did question if they would be doing that kind of a sponge bath in that kind of a scenario. Yeah, where it's like, like I understand hospitals, shared rooms, you, you need the sponge bath or whatever. It's like the sponge bath is happening on the side of the curtain facing the doorway.、Mm-hmm. While there are visitors on the other side of the curtain, so it's like at any point, George or his cousin could just walk around that curtain and see this woman being bathed.、Yeah. Someone could walk like this shit happens, but they don't just do it when like you're <laughs> sitting there talking to your mom <laughs> and your cousin comes and visits, and it's just you know. Anyway, well, yeah, it's six p.m. SpongeBob. I'm just so happy that there's a horned up nurse again, <laughs> you guys. How, how I wonder if her name、been? was Jennifer. Yeah, is it the same nurse? Jennifer. <laughs> I think it's one horny nurse that goes throughout history <laughs> in sponge bathes. That was it's still sponge bathing. Like I don't know why everyone gets a boner for that. It's just like. One hot woman touching another woman's naked David, body. David's going to explain why everybody、yeah. gets excited by it. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Presumably, this I got now. Very private parts. Perhaps they're getting yeah, titillated. 
Perhaps they're the feeling two, things they've never felt before. Like, exploring each other's bodies. I never thought about being with a woman, but the way you touch me. them. Okay, I'm starting to get it. So George is just watching the silhouettes and of course is not listening to anybody. And then we go to an aerobics class that Elaine is going to. And basically we just learned that JFK Jr. is in the class. Question, is this the the JFK Jr. who was A, really hot, and B, died in that plane crash? Allegedly died yeah, yeah, in that well, plane crash. Austin, what do you know? <laughs> I was I was gonna ask if this appear if this uh, aerobics <laughs> class you know he was he taking this before or after he faked his death so that he could come back and be president or wasn't That's it vice president right. with Trump or something I don't know why do right wingers like a Kennedy now <laughs> nobody knows. To answer that question, I would have to go into corners of the internet I would rather not go into. It will ruin your algorithm. Keep in mind that the whole QAnon conspiracy is basically the story of like passing the flashlight around a campfire and people just add to the story. (laughs) And so. Oh, and then yeah, and um, then and then somebody uh, decided JFK Jr. was going to be there, and who knows if they even know anything about it. But then it becomes a thing because also a lot of people believe this made up story. So I don't know, whatever. I'm probably anyway. To answer your question, Carolyn, yes, this is the hot one who yes. allegedly died in a <laughs> died plane in crash. a plane crash. Yes, yeah. he was such a hunk. And this is pre-plane crash. It's because, right, because post-plane crash wouldn't work yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. um, <laughs> you, you could still be president, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I would like his corpse over a lot of our presidential candidates. Yeah. I could... QAnon starting to sound pretty good. Um, John F. Kennedy was a super hunk. He, just, he, was, he had all his mom's prettiness and his dad's... Dadliness. Uh, I actually legitimately don't know what John F. Kennedy Jr. looks like, so I would. I'm picturing him really hard, David, and he's very handsome. <laughs> Can't you see that? I'm. Uh... He 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 has his his mother's. You're right. He has the like the Cheek, the dark the jaw. Dark. Yeah, he he doesn't have like the round Kennedy face. He has more of the right. you know chiseled jaw and yes. dark, almost you know dark hair. And I was gonna yeah. Google his mom, really, but now I've had to. Sw- but now I'm gonna switch to incognito because I realized I might just there you go. Uh, <laughs> crap. Incognito mode is very important for multiple things yeah, we exactly. were discussing in this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of our research. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> They'll probably never be a good-looking Kennedy again. All these ones they've trotted out lately are, like, <laughs> scraped from the bottom of the clone tank. They're just, like, red potatoes. Well, they all died out. The good-looking ones died out and before they could right? procreate. That's the real conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, he's a good-looking guy. He's very good-looking. <laughs> it's the Bouvier genes that did it, Carolyn. Mm. They're not around anymore Bouvier. either, so now it's... You know, the, the Kennedy seat is strong, but dull. Mm-hmm. You said it, brother. <laughs> I'm not going to break my streak for any of these round-ass potato boys. Also, nothing <laughs> nothing said this episode was filmed in the twilight of the 80s, like what everyone was wearing at this aerobics oh, class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were getting physical. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So then we go to Jerry's car where Jerry's necking with his girlfriend who you may Not recognize. only necking. What's that? 
But he's somewhat, he's not only necking, but he's somewhat already prepared to, like, plow her right there. Oh, yeah. In the yeah. front yeah. seat of the car, like, in some New York alley. Like, hey, stay listen. classy, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot going on. He needs to get his rocks off. And if it means in the car of a seedy New York alley, then that's how it's going to happen. Like, this isn't even, like, a cool 1950s muscle car on a bluff Chev- sort of scenario. Chevrolet in just- Fingerbank mm-hmm. Lane is yes. customary. Yes. <laughs> And he's and he's he's rubbing up on Daphne from Frasier. Yeah, yeah, you'll recognize her as Daphne from Frasier, who's like something who was not in problem child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this was uh, this was just before uh, Frasier. Started. Yeah, I think her little stint here. I think it's only two episodes is what got her noticed for. Uh, yeah, because she it was Lilith that came over from Cheers as well, right? Yeah, not Daphne. Right. And she wasn't in uh, Freight. I mean, she she made guest appearances, but Lilith wasn't like a main character in Frasier. Right, 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 right. But that was a character that, other than Frasier, who existed on Cheers as well as on Frasier. Yeah. And not. And I was going to say Meredith did too, but she never, it was a joke. She never shows up mm. in Frasier, but Niles was never in Cheers. So it would right, be a total right. lie. Yeah. But then most of the Cheers people show up on Frasier at one point or another. That's nice. I forget. Yeah, so they're necking, and then she wants to keep things slow, and of course Jerry's like, of course, I don't care about sex, but you know he really cares about sex, and so, but but he doesn't push it, I guess, and that's about the best you can say, I suppose. Let's slow it down a little. Slow it down? Well, you know. Oh, yeah. I know. You're okay with that, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. What, do you think I care about the sex? What person do you think I am? That doesn't mean anything to me. I don't care about that. So I'll see you Saturday night, then. Sure, Saturday night. All right, then. Good night. Good night. Not just a good night. A great night. Did you find this good or bad, Carolyn? Am I reading it wrong? Oh, yeah. No, it was fine. I think it's fine. I think... I think they lit Daphne bad. She's not as cute as she usually is in Frasier. So that was bad. Yeah. I mean, it still has kind of the, I don't know if it's 80s or just sitcom where they didn't try as hard until later in the 90s. Yeah, it was like night exteriors. She's never lit well in this episode. She Mm -hmm. gets dark and it just kind of poofs her out. Yeah, that is. Yeah, no, Jerry's Jerry's fine. He's clearly horny and it is very weird that he wants to fuck in the car. (laughs) There is also a Seinfeld episode where he makes out with his girlfriend during Schindler's List, so he's not opposed to awkward make-out <laughs> sessions all the time. Kind of a public sex freak. <laughs> uh, so then we get a scene which is just the, every all of them sleeping, and Jerry, George, and Elaine in separate bedrooms, but uh, are all having restless, troubled sleep and can't get to yeah, can't get rest. And then Kramer's out like a light. Um, George has dinosaur sheets, (laughs) uh, which really just messed with my head and my like whole impression of him as like a 55 year old man. But now he's got sheets on his bed that look like something my seven year old sleeps with. And I just broke my brain. Mm hmm. Well, that makes me think, like, is he back? Does he living at his parents and so he has to be in his old bedroom? Or I don't know. It didn't make much sense. But I mean, he very clearly said at the beginning of the episode that he was stopping by his yeah. parents' house. Like, 
but that does very much it, it seemed like he was sleeping in his childhood bed mm-hmm. or something he just likes dinosaurs yeah, maybe he just likes dinosaurs maybe i'm just it just threw me off with all my other weird age things <laughs> it is impossible to tell how old anyone is yeah don't even try don't do it. Uh, then we go back to Jerry's apartment and Kramer comes in and he's chipper and feeling good. But Jerry is very uh, not chipper. He's being a little ornery, uh, but he is still, quote, master of his domain. Yeah, good morning. <laughs> Nothing like some good, solid sack time. She's not there. She's doing a wash. Oh, so did you make it through the night? Yes, I'm proud to say I did. So you're still master of your domain. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> master of my domain. Uh-huh. Which was, yeah, the catchphrase that kind of caught on because of this episode. That's probably, that's probably what people yelled at Austin. Yeah, and he yeah. Didn't get it. people would be like, hey, Austin, you ever see Tidefell? He'd be like, no. no master of my domain. Master of my domain. Yada, yada, yada. No soup for you. That was that's it. That's like Seinfeld. What's the deal? Master of my domain. Yada yada yada. No soup for you. The end. That was very short that way. Giddy up. Um, ten, ten seasons, and that's what it all boils down to. Uh, but so Jerry says to Kramer that he's going to go go over to the nude lady's apartment and tell her to put the curtains down because he just can't handle it. He's got the virgin girlfriend, this bet, and her and something's got to give but Kramer is appalled and is trying to con- desperately trying to convince him not to do it and then he uh talks about how when they're when we were boys you just look out the window wishing there was a naked woman out there and this is a beautiful woman walking around naked and you want to tell her to stop that's the <laughs> dumbest thing i ever heard i mean it's incomprehensible i'm not gonna let you do it well i'm doing it no, get no, out of no, my you way can't, you can't this is something that comes about once in a lifetime <laughs> When we were boys looking through our bedroom windows, uh, we would think, why can't there be a woman out there taking her clothes off? And now that wish has come true and you want to throw it away. Honestly, I feel a bit seen from that. Right. I was going to say the same thing. I was like, all right, maybe Kramer and I have more in common than I thought we did. <laughs> Just looking out a window, wishing. I mean, again, wow. this this also felt, again, obviously friends came after, mm-hmm. but felt very much like when... Uh, uh, Monica and, and Rachel had free porn oh, yeah. in their TV and Chandler on their TV and Chandler and Joey refused to let them change the channel because it was free porn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was their own channel. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Right. Yeah. It might have been their apartment yeah. and then someone anytime anyone came in, they just always had it on because they refused to risk. Yeah, but then they wanted it. to watch other stuff, but then they'd be the people who turned off porn. Anyways, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So earlier when they were looking at the naked lady mm-hmm. and Kramer excused himself, yeah. George and Kramer or George and Jerry were just talking about the nudity and nudity and nudist in general. And they were wondering like, do who has to be nuded in nudist party? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. George is like, it's everybody, the waiters and the butlers. It's one big nuderama yeah. while they're staring at the woman. And that's how long it took Kramer to masturbate. <laughs> So, yeah. so he's still staring at her, and I love the word nudorama. Yeah, I you're think gonna that steal that for <laughs> future projects. Do something, yeah. It's a good magazine. Yeah, <laughs> make that magazine. It's a good like uh, sitcom porno magazine, or like oh yeah, like a fake porn magazine <laughs> that appear on a sitcom <laughs> yes. where. 
Or you can make an all-naked sitcom. Called Nudorama. That'd also be good. But no one would... I bet everyone would watch it. Yeah, I mean, depends on who's on it, I suppose. But yeah. <laughs> Just regular ugly sitcom actors. <laughs> I mean, I think you'd still have to check it out right once or something. Huh? Definitely. <laughs> Austin's saying no. You can't see it, but he's shaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Austin's <laughs> acting like he wouldn't check it out, even though we know. I would 100% he... check it out. <laughs> he doesn't want to see Thomas Hayden Church's weird dick. Yeah. <laughs> the whole Wings cast. Let's do it. <laughs> wings out. Wings out. Take off. Um, anyways. Yeah, anyways, yes. When you're young, you're always wishing that somehow naked ladies would just appear in random scenarios, but they never really do. This checks out. <laughs> we go back to the diner where George is regaling the other with at least, well, Jerry about sponge baths and how he has to deal with that. But he is still master of his domain. Then Elaine comes in talking about JFK Jr. being in an aerobics class. And how they split a cab. And she, she, I guess it becomes a little plot important that he asked if she wanted to split a cab going uptown. Even though she lives downtown. But she just said, sure. And then they went to Jerry's place. just So she acted like that's where she lived. Just so she could split the cab with him. Which it sounds like something Carolyn would do, too, is <laughs> lie about where you live just in order to share a car with John F. Kennedy Jr. I mean, the hot Kennedy? Yeah, if I was <laughs> so worried about somebody murdering us, like Princess Diana, I would mm-hmm. absolutely get in a car with him. Maybe a plane. Oh, see, too far. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, I don't know if... if uh, if if a QAnon backed JFK Jr. is going to be president, but Julie Louis Dreyfus is first lady, that might be okay. Yeah, you'd be all right, all right with that. And there are some Kennedys I wouldn't get in a car with. <laughs> not the hot ones. Yeah, never the hot one, and certainly has car related issues. That <laughs> take take that late seventies Kennedys. <laughs> Bazinga. Uh, all, but through all this, all, all Jerry really wants to know is if she's still master of her domain, and she is still queen of the castle. Yes, they have queen of the castle, king of the corner, and lord of the manor. But yeah, there's master like king of the, of the domain. County, is, I thought, or something. Oh, it could be king. Probably not the corner. It is a county. <laughs> the corner's not very big. It's like counties generally don't have kings either, and I they don't. don't. It, Maybe it, not capital K kings, but I guess they could have. Lowercase kings. <laughs> Anyways, we go back to the hospital where George is rushing in, obviously, because it's close to 6 p.m. sponge bath time and <laughs> checks his watch as he comes in. But then he sits down and he's like, oh, I just wanted to see you, mom. And then she's she feels that's very sweet of him. But of course, what she really wants is a deli sandwich. But George says, yeah, in a little bit, because here because he wants to wait for the sponge bath to happen and then throw some tic tacs at her at some point and <laughs> generally acts like an ass which is what george does best and then uh that's the scene he's just kidding but at the same time you're like i get he's excited about the sponge bath but it's really hurting his chances at this bet though too right right well i mean it's no different than jerry in the naked like yeah he wants to ask her to put the curtains up like he could just not look yeah, yeah but it's true he, <laughs> But he can't not look, and so he's going to look, and it's going to make it harder for him. And it's the same thing with George. It's like, just go get your mom that sandwich, and then you won't be tempted. But he doesn't want to miss out on it. Mm. 
And the mom really wants the sandwich. Would you rather watch silhouettes of a sponge bath or have a good tasty deli sandwich, Austin? Hmm. Good tasty deli sandwich. Yeah, probably, hmm. you know. I mean, ask ask me that 20 years ago, and there might be a different answer. <laughs> but, I mean, in today's days of internet porn and whatnot, I mean, I'll take the sand. I can't get a sandwich anytime I want. Uh, I can watch something akin to a sponge bath on demand. So You can't download a sandwich. Exactly. Uh, there is a uh, <laughs> Seinfeld episode where they discuss trying to do the trifecta, which is having sex, eating, and watching TV close <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> at the same time. That is the dream. If it's really good television, tough. I would rather save it for later. Yeah, yeah. No. If it's Mannequin 3, okay. <laughs> I, love, I love that of those three things, the television is the one that you're like, well, yeah. if that's really good, I'd want to I'd save it for later. <laughs> Not if it was really good sex, I'd want to concentrate on it. Mm. <laughs> well, that's why, because I can't concentrate on the sandwich if... Yeah, Mannequin 3 is playing on the TV in the background. Yeah, Mannequin 3. <laughs> there is no Mannequin 3, guys. I was testing you. Um, so then we go to the aerobics class and john f kenny jr is not there but apparently he asked about elaine and and said that she's just his type and he's going to stop in front of quote her building to say hello the next night and so she's of course she he thinks she lives at jerry's building so she has to make sure to be there and she's like gobsmack she's like are you trying yeah. to hurt me she, <laughs> really she does physically accost the lady at the aerobic center like you are lying to me and i'm going to murder you for it but and she got her hair all did and was really disappointed mm. that he wasn't at this class but lo and behold he's inquiring and oh this could be such a win for elaine yeah she's but it's also getting her very horned up right <laughs> just the prospect of Getting in a limo with John F. Kennedy Jr., I guess. is Which is valid, you know? Yeah, Elaine <laughs> and Jerry are having these real experiences. And, and George is just watching a fairy staged pantomime of two babes, one babe getting sponged by another babe. It is true. I mean, John F. Kennedy is a little, Jr. is a little extreme. But the idea that, like, somebody you're really into is now into you and that's getting you horned up is very valid. And what Jerry's going through with, like can't go all the way with this lady and or there's like a hot woman across the street or something all a little more relatable than sexy nurse sponge bath bathing up a sexy patient. comical comically sexy nurse yeah, comically exactly. sexy patient yeah. it's really funny because i know why we do it when we get horned up on nurses because they might have to touch your penis which is just right, mind-blowing right. if you're 100%. 11 or whatever. <laughs> their jobs... 11 to 55. 55. Yeah, <laughs> but their jobs are really gross. Yeah, I know. Like, All yeah. stuff nurses are doing is very unpleasant. Wounds. They have to, like, scoop poops. They have yeah, to do there's everything. Stuff. There's everything that the human oh, yeah. body does. Like, I'm sure touching a wiener real quick to sponge it is the least... Of their <laughs> their work, and we thank all the healthcare workers for their gross, cool <laughs> things they do all the yeah, time. I mean, but I bet you most wiener sponge baths involve like uh, old men with like balls down to their knees and such. You know, yeah, sure. Yeah, I 
mean, there's you get more infirm as you get elderly, mm. and then you firm up at the bath, but that still makes you not great. I mean, it's, it's it's not like The Rock is checking into the hospital very often. <laughs> <laughs> but it when he a, does, ooh, <laughs> but when he does, it's a, <laughs> a fight for which nurse gets to be his. That's the time for the horny nurse to shine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you, healthcare workers, horny and otherwise <laughs> horned up or otherwise. Yeah. Well, so then we go to Jerry's apartment where Kramer is ogling the naked lady still. In his apartment, and you're like, he saw the her from his apartment. Is it just a better angle from his apart from Jerry's apartment? Like, know, why is it Kramer in his apartment ogling? They're across is it Kramer the across the hall, right? Across hall. Yes. So yes. they can't have the same view of this nude lady. How did Kramer see her? Was she walking from one side of her apartment to the other, yeah, and maybe. he had to follow her to Jerry's? It's mysterious. Anyways, Jerry's trying to distract himself by watching Tiny Tunes. Unquote Nickelodeon. Get that at first. I just thought he liked cartoons. <laughs> and then he starts singing the wheels on the bus. And it probably comes as no shock that the things I find most wrong with this scene is that uh, A, Tiny Toons was never on Nickelodeon, at least for a uh, long time. And yep. I don't think they ever sing the wheels on the bus on Tiny Toons. So I don't know what he's watch- was watching, but it's not Tiny Toons. Like, Third, yeah, he's trying not to get horny, but Babs Bunny is right there. <laughs> oh shit, Austin! <laughs> he's out. Put your money on the table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, I don't think they could afford the "They Might Be Giants" songs that they did sing on Tiny <laughs> Tunes. <laughs> they would go public domain. To me, it was very clear the writers only knew Tiny Toons existed as a cartoon and knew nothing right. more. And assumed by was the like, term, what's a kid's cartoon? Yeah, and assumed by the uh, title Tiny Toons that it must be for very young kids and must be just a, like a real young kids TV show. Now, I'm not acting like Tiny Toons is like an adult TV show, but it's of the age of like like eight to ten more than you know four to five i guess is all i'm saying right yeah yeah it's it's not coco melon or anything like that (laughs) apparently we're all tiny tunes experts they didn't know that about us but i'm not surprised (laughs) i've seen a lot of tiny tunes in my time they're Uh, They're toony they're all a little (laughs) and then there's cartoony we're invading your tv your tv (laughs) anyways that (laughs) night we see Jerry and George still getting restless sleep. Kramer is out like a light. But so <laughs> is Elaine. Yeah. These shots are all really good. Like, they have <laughs> the right amount of, like, either bliss and just sleeping yeah. like a slightly horned up baby or just, or they're just totally frustrated. You can tell. And, and again, like, it's, it's, it's a well-constructed bit in terms of it tells you everything you need to know without being explicit about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. They don't have to say it, you just know. You're like, oh. They don't even show the jerk-off scenes. <laughs> and and maybe it speaks to the human experience of what can help you get to sleep at night. I'll put it that way, teen. <laughs> right, <laughs> yes, right. absolutely. It's the best nightcap. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, I'm not even that clever. If I was writing this episode, my first draft would have scenes of all of them J and O. Like, how do you, <laughs> <laughs> how do you not show that? I mean, maybe they wanted to, but you know, they they had to get clever once the network sensors came in. Yeah. Good for them. 
So then we go to Jerry's apartment where George and Jerry are around and very cranky and arguing with each other. George is convinced Jerry is wearing his socks and they're just at each other's throat. And and Jerry doesn't even make his own coffee. He has like instant coffee, only like garbage coffee in his apartment, which Mm -hmm. means he's never going to be able to afford a house. (laughs) And then (laughs) he buys all. I did enjoy. Um, I, I know it was just for the bit about getting mad about the socks, but I did enjoy having a character on a TV show wearing socks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I feel like it's one of those no one on TV or movies ever says hello or goodbye on the phone. Mm-hmm. It's like they always have shoes on because it's it's a set. It's work. They're at their job. Mm-hmm. But like People take their shoes off when they go inside a house. Kick off your shoes. Walk around in your socks, but it's always shoes from TV shows. <laughs> and Jerry's like, yes, I stole the socks off your stinky feet. Yeah, I know. Just the implication <laughs> that somehow Jerry like stole George's socks, of course, is ridiculous. But they're basically, it's like they're quitting smoking or whatnot. You know, they're just right uh, going through withdrawals and are very upset and then and very frustrated sexually. So, of course, and then Elaine comes in uh, with her handful of money and places it on the counter and both george and jerry are very surprised george was convinced she'd cruise through springs huh (laughs) (laughs) and then she just had to say it was john john (laughs) you caved it's over you're out Oh, my God, the queen is dead. I figured you'd cruise at least through the spring. What happened? It was, uh, John John. That's all that needed to be said. Right? Who wouldn't? All of us will tonight, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> now that David's looked them up. Yeah, yeah, now that, that I saw them, like, yeah, I know. Right? So who's holding on to this money? Who's holding the kitty? And then isn't... Oh, that's a good point. Isn't that uh, wad of money entirely suspect? Like, would you want to touch it? <laughs> <laughs> I assume they wash their hands before getting the money. You would think so. Well, I bet Elaine did. I just don't believe so yeah, about well, Kramer. Frankly, I wouldn't trust anything that comes from Kramer, though, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's true. That is true. Then well, you're not going to trust the money. And so then it ends with this scene ends with Elaine just whispering to herself, Elaine Bennis Kennedy Jr. <laughs> Which made me laugh. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, so then we uh, next scene is still in Jerry's apartment, and uh, Jerry's making out with his girlfriend, who I thus learn is named Marla. Which is uh, it's a name, I guess. Of all the names, you never hear that anymore. I think I know. maybe Fight Club had Marla, and that would be it. Was there a Marla in Fight Club? Yeah, the lady. Yeah. I think of Marla Hooch from A League of Their Own. Oh. I have two movies I have not seen in a long time, so I can't really verify one way or another. But uh, she's actually ready to go all the way now. And Jerry is very excited for this, and she says she knows it must have been very difficult for him. And he's like, you I don't know the half of it. Which then piques her curiosity, so then he goes... <laughs> Honestly, did you see this one coming? 
Of course, of <laughs> course. I've watched sitcoms before, David. This is this is the Seinfeld equivalent of all those sitcoms where mm-hmm. the struggling, financially struggling family almost hits it rich, but then at the very end, something happens yeah. and the Bundys don't get that money that yeah. they thought they were going to get. Screwed them. So yeah, that's, that's that's what this is. So, if you were in Jerry's position, would you have mentioned this bet at all? I would have shut my fool trap. <laughs> <laughs> In what world does Jerry think this is something you should be telling someone I mean, right when you're about to have sex? Even if you think they're going to be cool with it, considering it's the first time, it's a really weird topic of conversation beforehand. Yes, right? like, exactly. <laughs> you, you you need to be in, in something of a committed sexual relationship before you start talking about your masturbation habits. Yeah. Your friend's bets. Although, why why is this sexually uptight person with Jerry who's a straight-up freak? Yeah, I mean, I'm, maybe the episode before this gets into that or something. I don't know. Right. It's a good thing they didn't stick the landing because they are mm. not compatible. So it kind <laughs> of happens off screen because they flip to Elaine waiting out on the street for John F. Kennedy Jr. But you're assuming he's, uh, Jerry is filling Marla in on the conversation, on the bet. Right, right. Because then she walks out to where Elaine is and basically calls Elaine a pervert or a freak or something. And then (laughs) basically says she thinks the whole group of friends are disgusting and she wants nothing to do with them. So then Elaine goes up to Jerry's apartment to be like, what's going on with Marla? He's like, oh, I told her about the bed. And I'm like, well, she's a weirdo for getting all upset about this, which is just kind of a funny reaction that Elaine is pretty much on their side that, uh... She should just be cool with the masturbation bet. Like we said, I right. guess she should be cool with it, but it's still a weird time to bring it up. Um, so then George shows up, and he wonders why Elaine isn't with John F. Kennedy Jr. And she says, <laughs> oh, he never showed up. And George is like, but I just saw him on the street. I had a conversation with her. And then I saw him talking to Marla, who was crying on the curb. And comforting wah, wah. her, and then Marla got into the limo with John F. Kennedy Jr., and they drove away, and Elaine is none too pleased to hear about this turn of events. Every, everybody is having defeat snatched from the jaws of victory. It's so unfair. This is the classic Seinfeld ending where at the end of the episode all these separate storylines although they're all kind of connected this time because they had the masturbation bet but Mm -hmm. come together in the end where jerry's girlfriend ends up with john f kennedy jr even though right right nothing to do with each other of course then they all look out the window and although we don't see it they claim they see with the naked lady across the street kramer Somehow yeah. he managed to uh, snag that, and he's like, "There, he's waving at us," and they wave to him. Yeah, <laughs> which I guess comes back to that whole like Kramer can have a weird sexual allure to win. Right, right. He's the biggest sex freak of them all. He gets it pretty often. <laughs> and so then we get that uh, one more montage of them sleeping in their beds, and they uh, George. Jerry and Elaine are all sleeping soundly. Kramer is sleeping soundly, but with, presumably, the naked lady. Yeah. And then we see Marla, who is also sleeping soundly, next to John F. Kennedy Jr. Who who we don't see. Who presumably deflowered her. I want, what a way to go. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and she said it was amazing. So apparently, you know, I think most women's first time probably isn't that pleasant. But apparently, JFK knows what he's doing. Even I know. Uh, well, what it's if not the first time he's taken a flower? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, what if she's like thirty and it's like mostly worn in by then? She's like ridden a horse. She's done a water slide. <laughs> she's been, been on a riding tractor. Like. Yes. <laughs> yes. Trampoline she's, park. She's, she's been she's up ready. and close and personal with her uh, bathtub faucet. You know, Take all, a lot all of stuff. softball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how long your stupid virginity is even supposed to last. So yeah, good for Daphne. She's ready to go be a psychic in a cranky old man's apartment. <laughs> in West and then, so yeah, you alluded to this earlier, David, but it is a somewhat ambiguous ending. We see mm-hmm. everybody, right, this time falls asleep restfully. They had no yes. reason not to pull the trigger. But we don't know who's on first in this instance. Yeah, exactly. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know who came in first place. And I don't know the <laughs> real reasoning behind place. it. Or did they just not think... Leaving it ambiguous might have been just the easy way to easiest way to end the episode <laughs> instead of trying to have like some sort of announcement or something. I don't know. I guess I refuse subtlety because my reaction is to make a split screen and show both <laughs> Jerry and George coming at the same exact moment. <laughs> Beautifully. Beautifully. Maybe together yeah, in I mean, the same if, bed. If I if I had to guess, what it probably boils down to is that they couldn't come up with a way to write a joke into the reveal of the yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then it just becomes this like dead weight. Well, I guess you won after all, George. And you're like, cool. That's who won. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, it's just not a very, you know, entertaining way to end the episode. And for whatever reason, they just couldn't come up with a way to like put some kind of a gag into the reveal of that information. And so then they just chopped it off and, Chop. <laughs> so there is an episode of Seinfeld where yeah. George becomes a hand model. Apparently, his hands are perfect for hand modeling. He is beautiful. It's another so. Friends thing. I Jesus, I'm starting to think Friends just ripped off Seinfeld. <laughs> Remember when Kramer had a monkey? This is rocking your world, isn't it, Oz? It is. Remember when John Levitt showed up? Mm-hmm. And so then. Uh, so George has to protect his hands. He has to wear like oven mitts or something, but he's talking with some other person in the hand modeling industry or something to that effect. And she talks about how they're used to, she's never seen like hands as good as his aside from some other guy who's like the greatest hand model ever. But the problem with that guy was he fell in love with his hands so much that his hands were the only thing that could satisfy him, something to that effect. <laughs> and basically he did it too much that his Hands got cramped and locked into a claw-like position, and he could no longer. <laughs> and so she warned that warned George against that happening to him, and to which George says, "Well, I want to bet," and that's the uh, uh. big reveal. But then reveal, which gets a, of course a big laugh because you know it's a thing. But then apparently, and I didn't know this or forgot. In the second to last episode of the series, they're on an airplane, all four of them, and they believe it's about to crash. It does not actually crash. They don't die. But then (laughs) in in that moment, George apparently admits to Jerry that he (laughs) lied and was not being honest. 
And then and then Jared's like, why would you lie to me? And he says, I'm a cheater. I guess that was the joke to that. So yeah. for the longest time, I always assumed George won the bet. But apparently in the end, it was actually Jerry who lasted the longest. And who wow. knows how often throughout this episode, George was just right lying. I've... But at the same time, he was getting all cranky and sexually frustrated. <laughs> so it didn't make much sense. The retcon probably doesn't make a lot of sense. Going into the bathroom yeah, of his exactly. mom's hospital room to rub one out after the sponge bath. <laughs> Crank one off. I feel like George <laughs> lied about this night. Yeah, he did possibly. it. Jerry did it. Then George just lied and took all that sticky, sticky money. You assume it was a photo finish, and he just lied about the finish. Yes, my right. canon is that right. they did it under the same moon, <laughs> same exact second. Do you think they were thinking of each other at the time? I think they they featured in so each other. <laughs> That they, they, they pushed each other out of their minds so they could get back to their nurse and back to their mm. British psychic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> British I think psychic. For, like, for Jerry, probably starts with him thinking of Daphne, but then eventually his mind wanders to George. I think that's how it happens, you know? It's like, yeah. He makes a cameo. I bet yeah, they both yeah, yeah. do. <laughs> They're very good friends. That's what friends are like, right, guys? Mm hmm. <laughs> I'll be there for you. <laughs> uh, then we get the credits, which is another stand-up routine by Jerry, and he's talking about how men are obsessed with naked women, and it's basically whatever women aren't willing to show a man is what they want to see, which kind of an accurate observation. And then he just wonders about other cultures where nudity is more prevalent and what men obsess about there. When then the whole thing kind of borders on insensitivity, but I'm not sure if it yeah, really it gets gets, gets a little uh, uh, yeah Eurocentric in its like yeah people from Africa are a lot different than us yeah and I was like this you know what what's their nudity taking out their nose ring and I'm like well are we sure they have nose rings in the same culture where they're you know generally top of I don't know but it yeah. doesn't he doesn't put a lot of judgment on it so it doesn't get into the too offensive yeah, I mean, but i'm not the like one to michael richard right? stand up bad yeah, exactly. it's just a little questionable yeah. a, l- a little bit of questionable taste michael richards was not the master of his domain <laughs> <laughs> what about oh contest for how long you can go without saying the n-word <laughs> michael richards would lose as fast as kramer did yeah exactly we don't sure he could get the in. paycheck or the check before <laughs> then everybody would have a challenging situation that triggered them to say the n-word i probably shouldn't write this either (laughs) see jerry sometimes you can pull out of a bit that's not working yeah exactly we're talking about their problematic past we haven't even mentioned how jerry seinfeld in his nadir heyday married a 16 year old i believe <laughs> oh really she was they got together when she was 16 i think he waited and he was yeah. 18 or 17 to marry well, her how polite She's of him just a, what's a called lovely, being a gentleman carolyn he's a gentleman <laughs> yeah he never got enough shit for this he's on a different marriage oh, we'll do our part but like he just picked especially, her up especially when he's like 55 years old Right, yeah, now 28, 30 something, 50, 31 going to 55. Yeah, it was a scandal, but no one was had the internet to be outraged properly. I think it was in the yeah, top later, remember too. Really, I like, think I've only Ooh. heard it from you, Carolyn, and then I there probably you go. Anything, I guess, you know. I'll be your outrage internet. I know, no, I'm not, and I'm certainly not saying it's right. I'm sure this was probably around the time people were more focused on Woody Allen and trying to defend him than Ooh, Jerry yeah. just got 
Moss and the Weed. Those New York funny yeah. guys really yeah. making well, plus, it hard I mean, to focus. Didn't, didn't wasn't Letterman married to a woman like forty years younger than him or wow. something like that? Probably at least I, she I mean, was. Tell me she was twenty one. Yeah, oh, exactly. Like, right. Twenty to twenty one, right. and then you're like, it's, I guess it's it's not, rough but fine. It's Whatever. weird, but yeah. she can make her own decisions, provided right. she wasn't like groomed. I know that's a buzzword right. differently, right. but yeah. Uh, so what'd you learn today, Austin? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we admit it. We don't have to learn anything anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you um, learned that Friends is just a ripoff of Seinfeld. <laughs> Yeah, Friends is just Seinfeld, but with prettier people and actual jokes <laughs> and plots. Um, <laughs> shots fired! <laughs> um, yeah, I, le- I learned that uh, uh, apparently erotic sponge baths know no boundaries. <laughs> I think I learned that uh, Carolyn wouldn't last in a masturbation bed if John F. Kennedy Jr. was around. <laughs> Yeah, if he was nice to me, that that would be great. That would I would put my sticky money on the table. Yeah, buy it on a fan, put it in the bank later. Oh gosh, uh, I'm gonna go all the way back up real quick and say mm-hmm. like when George visited his mother in the hospital, she's like, "You were so good at it, you could do it for a living." Trying to shame him. <laughs> and then the future happens. So now that means that George Costanza apparently could have had a really thriving OnlyFans account. Well, it was a really weird rant where she's like, maybe you should do that for a living. As if she, like, judged <laughs> the quality of his masturbation before right. or something. I don't know. He had a J.O. only a mother could love. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm it. Madison Square Garden. Right, right. Which Billy Joel does. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if he must was, be very if, good. But if instead of singing and playing the piano, he was doing that, would you go see that? Bye, Absolutely. <laughs> the question is with you two. I think probably, but I'm just not as certain. Austin's nodding. <laughs> I mean, come on. Let's be honest. You have to check it out once just to see what it's all exactly. about. Like, exactly. All about, exactly. You know? What can't he do? Could he spend an hour and a half doing that or would that be like a 10 minutes that's the real question is that like you buy a ticket but how long is this gonna go for you know <laughs> yeah he's yeah. really good at banter so i'm not worried that he <laughs> yeah do you think stretch. there's just a warm-up of him talking like yeah. it's kind of like gallagher with the watermelons it's gonna be like <laughs> five minutes mm-hmm. and you got to bring the garbage bags too you know i and would pay to be in the splash room <laughs> it's a short set but there's lots of encores yeah <laughs> That ain't so bad. Well, I learned that, and I also learned the quality of George Costanza's masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> Premium. So where can people find you online, Carolyn? Oh, gosh. You can find me, Carolyn <laughs> on Twitter, on Facebook, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. I have a red bubble. You can buy some cute stuff there, like an apron with bats on it. So check that out too. Redbubble slash Carolyn Maine. All right, very good, Austin. 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter taking cheap shots at Seinfeld at Austin Gordon. <laughs> and uh, you can read my writing at therealjudgmentofleisure.com uh, as well as Comics XF and Comic Book Herald. And when this comes out, I might have a piece up on shelfdust.com as well. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it did sound like you may have genuinely enjoyed this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, this is, this is, I mean, if this is one of the 10 or five mm-hmm. best Seinfeld episodes, okay. like, yeah, it's, it's not like they're incapable yeah, of making me laugh. And you know, more than, you know, better than anyone that I'm an easy mark when it comes to comedy. <laughs> um, yeah, but I also know you're stubborn about not liking things once you, you miss the boat on them. So. But yes, I also do like to dig in my heels uh, on my, on my dislikes. Um, and, and frankly, I'd probably enjoy the episode more if it wasn't the source of the master of my domain yeah, bit. <laughs> um, but that aside, no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the the JFK Jr.ness mm-hmm. of it all. It was just one of those like random hot celebrity kind of things, and um, uh, yeah, no, it was it, it it was it was not a bad episode yeah. for all of my cheap shots at Seinfeld. Me it was again. better than Puerto Rican Day, which was yeah. the other Seinfeld. <laughs> I did like it more than Puerto Rican Day. Yes, that is true. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter defending Seinfeld because everyone hates him now, but not the person. <laughs> he, he's kind of turned into a garbage person. And uh, you can find me oh so on Twitter at Dr. Bits, Dr. Spelled Out, and at the real gentleman of leisure.com someday, maybe. Uh, we are a very special episode podcast. You can rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean if all those still exist. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at AVSE Pod. You can check out our Facebook page and leave, I don't know, all sorts of stuff about how much you love masturbation. Uh, and you can <laughs> email us uh, via avsepodcast at gmail.com. So for a very special episode podcast, I'm David, and I'm off to treat my own body like an amusement park. That was a very special episode. We dissected that shit from head to toe. Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons. Oh, how we've grown. Seen so much TV that we're gonna explode next time on a very special episode. And I think I could sell it uh, Madison Square Garden too, actually. <laughs> right? I put a lot of practice in, you know? <laughs> That's how you get to Carnegie it, Hall. Yeah, is it like 10,000 hours or something? Eh. If you're doing what you love, it's never really work. (laughs) Which means it's not paying. (laughs) Master of your domain. Isn't that that a Russell Crowe movie? Yeah, it's a Les Miserables song. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're right. That's Master of the House. Master of the House. And Master and Commander is the the Russell Crowe movie. Thank you.
Just to think we're sleeping underneath the same big sky. 